pure, authentic conversation. That's Soulfully Casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual podcast hosted by Matty Ice. That's me, and this is a Matty Ice Media Network production. As always, if you want to connect with the show, Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast is the handle. Twitter, Matty Ice Media is the handle. And of course, MattyIceMedia.com for all the other podcasts that we support, like Political Football and Sneaker Love with Matty Ice. First of all, I'm releasing this on Thursday, and like I always do. So happy Thanksgiving to you. I don't know wherever it is that you listen, whatever it is that you celebrate, it is really, really important for me and the rest of the Matty Ice Media Network to wish you and your loved ones a very, very happy Thanksgiving this year. Um, Thanksgiving is meaningful every single year. I've spent this month trying to talk about ways in which we can give back, highlighting groups of people that may need our help that don't just fall at homeless shelters or soup kitchens, and that includes people like caregivers, suicide victims, and of course, anybody that is in need of something, your neighbor, homeless, anybody like that. Give some t- give some back, give some things back. Your time is really, really important, not just your dollars. People don't realize how impactful taking their time out of a day for somebody can be really, really impactful and really meaningful for them in the long term. Every Thursday, I've gone through something that I'm thankful for. And I've talked about my friends, I've talked about family, and I've talked about change. And the family that I'm talking about really is about you. But this Thanksgiving, instead of thinking about something that I'm thankful for, I just want to kind of give some insight to you about what Thanksgiving is to me and what it looks like for me. I love Thanksgiving for many, many reasons. Uh, One of the things that stands out to me about the holiday season is the fact that my parents did everything they could to make it a warm, fuzzy feeling. They fought a lot during the year. If you've ever been a part of parents that are, you know, divorced and they aren't necessarily together for the right reasons, not that they weren't together for the right reasons, but they stay together for the children, so to speak, you probably know that the relationship deteriorates over time. And you see that. The older that I got, I started to see that. But you know when I didn't see it? Starting on Thanksgiving. The holiday season was always made special. My parents understood that because for them, they didn't get the holiday season the way that they wanted it to be for me. And I think maybe that was part of being an only child, but I think that was just their mentality. They wanted me to have better than I had. And so Thanksgiving always comes with fond memories, or let's just say I'm choosing to remember the fond memories because there were a lot of Thanksgivings that maybe weren't the best. I specifically remember I think it was 2002, I chose to go with my dad to a Thanksgiving with his friends instead of going to what ended up being the last Thanksgiving with my grandfather. I didn't know. I was 19. I felt like I was making the right decision, and you can only do the best that you can. So that stands out to me as not a great memory, but there's a lot of other Thanksgivings that do, right? The Thanksgivings that I've had since then. And as you get older and you start to make a family of your own, if that's your if that's your thing, you start to come up with different traditions. And I think that's the coolest thing about something like Thanksgiving. On Monday's episode, I talked about the fact that the history of Thanksgiving has become muddled. It's become complicated. And for good reason, the history and the facts behind what happened and what took place that created what we know today as Thanksgiving are complicated and in a lot of ways uncomfortable. But I also talked about a larger goal, moving forward, making it your own, You don't have to call it Thanksgiving. You don't have to celebrate it the way that the pilgrims did. You don't have to celebrate it the way that anybody that you know celebrates it. 
the core points of Thanksgiving and the core, I guess, like foundation of what it truly is about still can be applicable no matter what it is that you celebrate or how it is that you celebrate. So for me, I love the idea of eating, of course. You've heard me talk about my relationship with food. It is what it is. I love to eat. And Thanksgiving is about eating. After you're done saying your prayers, after you're done you know, giving thanks and being with the people that you love, it's about eating that damn meal, isn't it? And I do love it. I also love a little bit of folk controversy. If you listen to my episode about Halloween candy, I might have thrown a few hot takes around. But you know what? I'm not going to do that here. But I love the idea of Thanksgiving. Now, to me, Thanksgiving has always been seen as almost like an event. And I mean this in like a sporting event kind of a way because there's a lot of things to consume. Many times, many times, what I need to know, where are we going, first of all? That's the huge key for me. I need to know where we're going. And then I need to know what's being made. Because if I don't know what's being made, I can't prepare myself mentally for what I want to do. You might be listening to this and thinking, this guy's crazy. But look, if you're going to a, a relative's house and you know that there's going to be every dish that's ever been made at every Thanksgiving ever, and you want to have every part of that, then you're going to have to game plan. So first of all, I love an early meal. This year we're eating at two o'clock. I'm used to eating at like one, two o'clock because to me, I want to eat early. I want to relax a little bit because there's round two to be had. So I love the whole game planning of it. I need to know what's going on. When I'm invited to a Thanksgiving house and they're eating at like four or five o'clock, I am not a happy camper because I can't game plan. I need to cram it all in at once and that's no fun. I like to be able to kind of let the day simmer, let the day play out and kind of plan out what I'm going to do. Now, the other thing that kind of rules the day at Thanksgiving is there's a lot of meat and there's a lot of carbs. Obviously, if you're making turkey, this year we're making turkey and ham, you want to have that. So this is my strategy. I feel like you have to understand the foods that are going to fill you up faster. And for me, one of the foods that I love the most is a really good stuffing. I also love mashed potatoes. Those things are going to fill you up fast. So generally speaking, what I try and do is get a little bit of what I like to call an amuse-bouche of those particular items. A little bit of stuffing, a little bit of potatoes, but I make a very veggie-heavy plate because I want to eat veggies just the one time, but I want to enjoy them because I love them too. So roasted vegetables, green beans. By the way, get that green bean casserole right the hell out of here. And the other thing I really love is my wife's sweet potato casserole. It's really her family's recipe, but I love it. It's a Southern thing. It doesn't have the marshmallows on top, but it has that like brown sugar sort of crumble on top. Pecans, that's the way to go. Anyway, I saved that. That's almost like desserty, but again, that's a second plate thing. So I try and load up my first plate, lean meat, some turkey. I don't do ham. For some reason, I just can't do ham on Thanksgiving. And I feel like this is the hierarchy of consumption because what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to make it to dessert with enough stomach to be able to have whatever it is that you want. For some, they want to have that turkey sandwich the night of Thanksgiving. That's not really my game. That's for the weekend, but it's still a crucial part of this whole Thanksgiving experience. So veggie heavy plate first, and then I kind of let it sit. And then this is where the real fun begins, because this is when you start getting into the real, for lack of a better term, meat and potatoes of what you're here for. This is when I start piling in the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, more turkey, gravy, all the heavy shit. Like this is really what it's all about. And that's when you start having bread. Sometimes I will actually avoid having a roll because the roll is again, unnecessary filler. That's kind of taking me away from the long-term goal, but I'm like all in on this stuff. And so I feel like I've had my vegetables. I've gotten a lot of fiber and I'm letting it sit for a little bit. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And now I'm going in for the kill. This is really where I'm making my money here. 
So if I had to tell you some of the foods that I love the most, stuffing is honestly number one. And I think, okay, so I grew up having what I consider very plain stuffing. My mom didn't reinvent the wheel as it related to stuffing. She made a bell stuffing, which was a really a Northeastern thing. I can get it now thanks to the internet, but I make it, it's very simple. A lot of butter, a lot of chicken stock, celery, and onions. That's all that it is. And it's really good. I like it. And a lot of poultry seasoning too, like a lot of sage. It's really not my wife's thing. My wife's family does a very Italianized one, red wine, lots of meat, and they use the giblets. Not really my thing, but I do love stuffing. I love to to kind of experiment with a little bit. And my wife one year made like a cornbread stuffing that we're going to try, I think, maybe at Christmas this year. So I'm all about stuffing. I just love it. And I feel like if you don't like stuffing, it's because you never had a good one. So that's just my opinion. I love mashed potatoes also. Mashed potatoes can kind of toe that line like stuffing, where if you don't have good ones, they're just regular old mashed potatoes and they don't mean anything to you. This is why I like to add a little bit of pizzazz to mine. So when I make them for the family, we're talking cheese potatoes. So it's basically like loaded mashed potatoes. And I think to me that gives it a little kick. There is nothing wrong with plain mashed potatoes. But if you're not going to make them with heavy cream and butter, then you're really just settling for subpar mashed potatoes. And to me at Thanksgiving, I want a little bit of pizzazz with certain things because I think most of the palate that you have on Thanksgiving is very straightforward, right? It's not a lot of pizzazz foods. Like they're not really for foodies, I guess, if you will call it that. It's very, for lack of a better term, blue collar-ish, but it's not really blue collar, but I think you get the idea. So I love that. I actually love turkey, but again, turkey can be overdone. And when turkey's overdone, it stinks. It absolutely stinks. And this is why earlier in the episode, I talked about the fact that I asked about, hey, where are we going for Thanksgiving this year? Because that really matters. Are we going to a house where they don't know how to cook a bird? And yes, that's right. I would ask these questions at age 14 because I need to know. And it's funny. One of the best memories I have is my mom. We were going somewhere. It was not a family member's house. We were taking a chance. We're going to a a relative's house or a friend's house or something that we'd never been to before. We didn't know what their skills were. My mom made a backup meal. We had to have the backup meal. Like, that's just the thing. And it was awesome because you know what? The meal stunk wherever it was that we went. We went back home. We had all the fixings and we were ready to go. So I love turkey, especially when it's done right. And the gravy. See, to me, gravy needs to be very simple. And it's not something you need a lot of. Like it really isn't. I like to put it on my potatoes if I'm making regular potatoes. But like on turkey, it helps keeps it it helps to keep it moist. But if you've cooked the turkey properly, it's gonna be moist anyway. So it's really something to add to the turkey. So that's just my own thing. I happen to like turkey a lot as long as it's done and basting is the way to go there. Green beans. So I actually love green beans, but I hate green bean casserole. Green bean casserole with that onion shit and the the onions, it's terrible. Or cream of mushroom, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. What I like to do is kind of just make some regular sauteed green beans. Saute them with olive oil, some shallots, and some pine nuts. Very, very simple, but very, very good. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it also doesn't have to be whatever it is that everybody else has had. Like green bean casserole is awful. Absolutely terrible. But I love a good green bean because honestly, you can do a lot with it and have it still be simple and it can cater to a lot of people at the table and still add to the overall pleasure of your eating experience. And then I talked about my wife's sweet potato casserole. So my mom always had turnip at the, the, the Thanksgiving table because we were Irish and she said, you have to eat your root vegetables. And I hated turnip. It just had a really bitter flavor and I just didn't like it. But sweet potatoes were something that we had, but we always had sort of like the candied yam sort of a thing. Really wasn't my style. 
Again, it was a little bit too what everybody else was doing. My mom also had other strange things too. Like I remember she had olives, like black olives, really big into black olives on Thanksgiving. And these like creamy pearled onions, which was super random. We I don't even remember what they taste like because I don't think I ever ate them as a kid. But sweet potatoes really weren't on my radar until I met my wife and she got me into the delicacy that is the Southern sweet potato casserole. Not the stuff with the marshmallows, pecan and brown sugar topping that is like caramelot. Oh man, it's a dessert in and of itself, but it is absolutely excellent. And last year, my sister-in-law made it I think gluten-free tasted the same. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. And it is something that has been added into my repertoire since then. So those are kind of like the top five things that I like. I like everything else. But if there's something that I actually avoid for the most part on Thanksgiving, it's cranberry sauce. Never really been my thing. It really doesn't add a whole lot. And perhaps I haven't had a really, really good one made from scratch. Now, my mom did not get the jellied stuff. She always got the whole berry stuff. But still... Never really had a good cranberry sauce. It absolutely has to be on my plate. It doesn't go on my turkey sandwich. And hey, it is what it is. So when it comes to dessert, I think most people kind of fall in the apple pie, pumpkin pie range. I personally think dessert on Thanksgiving can be a little bit more, but I think it has to meet a more fall aesthetic. Like I don't think you can have key lime pie on Thanksgiving. I guess you certainly could if that's what you wanted to have. But I'm saying where I grew up and where I currently live, it's a temperate climate. It's cold in the wintertime. And so I like something that kind of goes with the aesthetic. The leaves are dying. The trees are all pretty. It's fall. It's crisp. I want something that is commensurate of that, not something that is commensurate of, say, a warmer temperature. So if I have to choose, though, I'm an apple pie over pumpkin pie guy. It's ironic, too, because I love pumpkin things, but I just don't like pumpkin pie. And I don't know whether it's a consistency thing or what. But I've learned to like it a little bit more over the years. But if I'm being honest, I'd rather have a pumpkin bread. And that's what we do now. Uh, In the morning, we always have uh, a flavored bread that my wife either makes or we go to Fresh Market and buy. And it's just become our little tradition. And I love it. But apple pie. I love apple pie in just about any form. And I've learned to love it with a crumble top because we've gotten it from a bakery that's not too far from where we live. But this year, because my mom is no longer with us, and my mom really loved this time of year, uh, I'm going to make her apple pie, which is very simple. It's pre-made pie crust, like it's not homemade. And my wife really likes homemade, but I'm deciding to do it the original way just this one time for her. So that's kind of the way that, that I like it. And the one thing that we do as far as traditions on Thanksgiving that my wife and I have started is we start drinking Christmas coffees because we're big coffee drinkers uh, on Thanksgiving. And that rides all the way out through the new year or until we're done with the coffee. And it's really a lot of fun. And uh, the thing about the weekend too, the leftovers are key. So one of the things that really bugs me is when you go to somebody's house and they make just enough to feed everybody one time. And it's like no leftovers is, oh man, it ruins the, the, the weekend because you need to fill that void. The, t- the turkey sandwich to me is one of the best parts about the experience. It's kind of like cold pizza. A lot of times I order a pizza that's too big for what I need, mainly because I want to have cold pizza the next day. And so to me, the, the, the Thanksgiving holiday is really an experience. It goes throughout the entirety of the weekend and I just always love it. Uh, traditions mean a lot to me. And it's funny because my wife grew up a lot differently than I did, not in their family dynamic in terms of how she was raised. Being a military family, they weren't stagnant in the same place. They didn't stay places very long. I grew up in the same town. 
I was born and raised in the same town. I've left since then, but I had every Thanksgiving until I was 18, actually probably until I was like 22 or 23, in the same home, right? The same hometown. And we had family that was within driving distance, so we got to see people. My wife didn't have that. Very rarely did they have relatives over on Thanksgiving. And so the traditions for me built up over the years and they became so much more meaningful. Whereas I think my wife's traditions were a little bit more nebulous. There's no better way to do it. But when we got together, trying to figure out a happy medium was really tough. And I think we're getting there. I think we finally got there. Now that we have our son, I think it's going to define itself even more to where some years we might not even make a meal. We might make pizza and there's nothing wrong with that. But my mom was really big on the tradition. She always did things the way that we always did them. They were passed down from my grandmother in some instances, and she made her own traditions, like using Bell's stuffing. My mother also refused to use anything but a butterball turkey, and again, with the turnip. It was always what she did. And I always remember these things, like thinking back now. I remember how she made them. I remember her in the kitchen. I can see her and feel her making the meal. For me, Thanksgiving waking up on the day it felt there was a warmth in the neighborhood and I couldn't really describe it and I do still feel it now and I don't know if it's because that warm feeling keeps me connected to a previous time in my life or if because it's something that makes me feel good but I still feel it I still feel it all the time when I wake up on a holiday it feels that way It's almost like waking up, walking out into the neighborhood and feeling the warmth of all of the meals and the love that's being spread throughout the entire world. And I think that it was created that way because my mom made it that way. And so traditions meant a lot to her and they still mean a lot to me. And while I struggle sometimes with letting go of some of those traditions, um, to me, they're still important in, in understanding where you came from. It's one of the most important things that we do as we get older, because sometimes we generally tend to feel, at least I do, disconnected from our past. And for me, my past feels distant now. And I think after my mom passed, perhaps it's becoming less and less distant and I need to reconnect myself with some of it. And I think one of the reasons why I want to cook my mom's apple pie or bake my mom's apple pie this year is because it feels as if that's one piece of her that can be here for her the first Thanksgiving without her. And I'm really not emotional about it. It's just a fact. And it's a weird fact. It's something that I still haven't really grasped, if I'm being perfectly honest. And my mom was always at home in the kitchen. And I don't say that in some 50s way that she belonged in the kitchen. She loved making meals for people. I know she got that from my grandma. My grandma got really weird as she got older and she started becoming more and more reclusive. But in her younger years, when she was my mom's age, like when I was born, she loved having people over and cooking for people. And I think my mom picked that up. She always loved to be able to serve people food, to make them happy with food. She always connected with people that way. And that's why I think the holidays and specifically Thanksgiving meant so much to her because that was I mean, that's the way that you do it at Thanksgiving. And so from now on, when I think about the holidays and when I think about my past, I will think about what my mom did to make those times special. And it's really important for me. And this has become sort of a cathartic thing now when it originally wasn't. It was really just talking to you about what I do on Thanksgiving and what I like. But the more I think about it, the more important it is for my son to understand how important 
your connection to the past is. He will never know my mom the way that I knew her. She's she's gone. And he will be, I mean, he's so young that it won't matter. He won't know her the way that I knew her. So how will he? Well, I keep her alive for him. And the more that he knows and the more that he becomes married to tradition that my wife and I create for him and for us, then he will grow up feeling that same sense of warmth that I feel every year. And you know what? As a parent, that's a pretty rocking thing. So again, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thank you so much for listening to the show every time. It means the world to me and I can't tell you enough what it means, but I hope that you have all of the blessings and all of the happiness this year on Thanksgiving. And as always, and it's more important today than it is in a lot of other days, hug your loved ones, take the time to do it, look them in the eye and tell them, I love you and I care about you because you may not get that chance again. And it's really important that you do that. So take care, everybody. Stay safe today, wherever it is that you're going and make the best of this Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the Soulfully Casual podcast are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Soulfully Casual podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.